Welcome to Sleepy Head Stories today. We love to read books, be silly, and play. Me and my mommy are here every week to read you great stories that all are unique. Join us at bedtime, or bath time, or breakfast. We promise it's better than a trip to the dentist. Welcome to Sleepyhead Stories. Conchetta. Yes? What do you use to mend a jack-o'-lantern? I don't know. They don't mend. <laughs> a pumpkin patch. Uh, funny? <laughs> yeah. All right, here we go. I got another one. What's the best thing to put into your apple pie? Um, apples? <laughs> your teeth. Ew! <laughs> no, like, get it? Like, you're going to bite into it with your teeth? No. Oh, okay. Okay, this one's a good one. You ready? Yeah. What is the cutest season of the year? Mm, I'm telling you mm, when all the animals wake up. Spring? Yes. No, it's autumn. Get it? Autumn? <laughs> like, oh, it's so cute. Oh, come on. Hey, guys. Hello. Hello. We are back. And today is the first day of what? Monday is the first day of what? Fall. Fall. Happy fall, everyone. Happy autumn. Conchetta, do you want to come tell us what happens in fall, in the season of autumn, fall? Sure. Tell us. So, in fall, that means that the leaves are crumbling and they're coming off the trees because it's getting hotter and hotter and they're starting to die. Yeah, so I know it feels like today is really hot out and it's fall, but eventually <laughs> as we hog. I know. <laughs> as we get more and more into the season, it gets cooler actually and cooler uh, and the leaves fall. Yeah. Like Yeah, yeah. <laughs> So guys, happy fall. I hope you enjoyed our fall jokes. I think Conchetta did not enjoy them, but she was just pretending to laugh at my jokes, which is fine because it makes me feel good. Anyways, here we are. Book number 15 in the Peter Rabbit series by Beatrix Potter. It is called The Tale of Pigling Bland. Oh, there we go. Pigling Bland. Once upon a time, there was an old pig called Aunt Petty Toes. Hmm. She had eight of a family. Four little girl pigs called Crosspatch, Suck Suck, Yuck Yuck, and Spot. And four little boy pigs called Alexander, Pigling Bland, Chin Chin, and Stumpy. Stumpy had had an accident to his tail. The eight little pigs had very fine appetites. Oh, I remember this one. It's when it's the owl, but we're finishing it. Let's see. And and he chopped off the tail. <laughs> no, that's Squirrel Nutkin. Oh. That was in the beginning. 
So let's finish. Here we go. The eight little pigs had very fine appetites. Yes, yes, yes. They eat, and indeed they do eat, said Aunt Pettitoes, looking at her family with pride. Suddenly, they were fearful squeals. Alexander had squeezed inside the hoops of the pig trough and got stuck. Aunt Pettitoes and I dragged him out by the hind legs. Chin Chin was already in disgrace. It was washing day, and he had eaten a piece of soap. And presently, in a basket of clean clothes, we found another dirty little pig. Chut, 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 whatever is this, grunted Aunt Pettitoes. Now all the pig family are pink, or pink with black spots. But this pig child was smutty, black all over. When it had been popped into the tub, it proved to be yuck, yuck. So she found a dirty, dirty pig who was all black, and she didn't know which pig he was because they're either pink or pink and black. He had soot all over him. I went into the garden. There I found Crosspatch and Suck Suck rooting up carrots. I whipped them myself and led them out by the ears. Crosspatch tried to bite me. So they're trying to round up all the pigs, and it's not easy. Aunt Pettitoes, Aunt Pettitoes, you are a worthy person, but your family is not well brought up. Every one of them has been in mischief except Spot and Pigling Bland. Yes, yes, sighed Aunt Pettitoes, and they drink bucketfuls of milk, and I shall have to get another cow. Good little Spot shall stay at home to do the housework, but the others must go. Four little boy pigs and four little girl pigs are too many altogether. Yes, 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 Aunt Pettitoes. There will be more to eat without them. So Chin Chin and Suck Suck went away in a wheelbarrow, and Stumpy, Yuck Yuck, and Crosspatch rode away in a cart. And the other two little boy pigs, Pigling Bland and Alexander, went to market. We brushed their coats, we curled their tails, we washed their faces, and wished them goodbye in the yard. Aunt Pettitoes wiped her eyes with a large pocket handkerchief. Then she wiped Pigling Bland's nose and shed tears. Then she wiped Alexander's nose and shed tears. Then she passed the handkerchief to Spot. Aunt Pettitoes sighed and grunted and addressed those little pigs as follows. Now, Pigling Bland, son, Pigling Bland, you must go to market. Take your brother Alexander by the hand Mind your Sunday clothes and remember to blow your nose. Aunt Pettitoes passed round the handkerchief again. Beware of the traps, hen roosts, bacon and eggs. Always walk up on your hind legs. Pigling Bland, who was a sedate little pig, looked solemnly at his mother and a tear trickled down his cheek. Aunt Pettitoes turned to the other. Now, son Alexander, take the hand. Wee, 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 giggled Alexander. Take the hand of your brother, Pigling Bland. You must go to market. Mind, wee, 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 interrupted Alexander again. Oh, you put me out, said Aunt Pettitoes. Observe signposts and milestones and do not gobble herring bones. And remember, said I impressively, if you're once cross the country boundary and you cannot come back, Alexander, you are not attending. Here are the two licenses permitting two pigs to go to market in Lancashire. Attend Alexander. 
I have had no end of trouble in getting these papers from the policeman. Pigling Bland listened gravely. Alexander was hopelessly volatile. So what they're saying is, Pigling Bland is much more calm and subdued, and he listens to the rules and what his his mother and the author are telling him to do to be careful. But Alexander's crazy and excited, and he's excited to get out, and they're afraid that he's going to cause trouble for the two of them because he's not listening to what they want him to do. I pinned the papers for safety inside their waistcoat pockets. Aunt Petticoat gave to each of them a little bundle and eight conversation peppermints with appropriate moral sentiments in screws of paper. Then they started. So what that one is means is that she gave them, you know, mints so their breath smelled fresh. She got them their papers, their licenses that said they were allowed to go into town from the policeman. And she gave them little notes inside their pockets that let them know what to say, what's the proper thing to say when they meet people. Pigling Bland and Alexander trotted along steadily for a mile. At least Pigling, Pigling Bland did. Alexander made the road half as long again by skipping from side to side. He danced about and pinched his brother, singing, This pig went to the market. This pig stayed at home. This pig had a bit of meat. Let's see what they have given us for dinner, Pigling. Pigling Bland and Alexander sat down and untidied their bundles. Alexander gobbled up his dinner in no time. He had already eaten all of his own peppermints. Give me one of yours, please, please, Pigling. But I wish to save them for emergencies, said Pigling Bland doubtfully. Alexander went into squeals of laughter. Then he pricked Pigling with the pin that he had fastened his paper to his coat. And when Pigling slapped him, he dropped the pin and tried to take Pigling's pin. And the papers got all mixed up. Pigling Bland reproved Alexander. But presently, they made it up again and trotted away together, singing, Tom, Tom, the piper's son, stole a pig and away he ran. But all the tune that he could play was over the hills and far away. So they got into a bit of a scuffle and the papers got all mixed up. So now we're going to see what happens. What's that, young sirs? Stole a pig? Where are your licenses? Said the policeman. Uh-oh. They had nearly run against him round a corner. Pigling Bland pulled out his paper. Alexander, after fumbling, handed over something scrumply. Hmm. To two and a half ounce conversation sweeties at three farthings. What's this? This isn't a license. Alexander's nose lengthened visibly. He had lost it. I had one indeed. I had Mr. Policeman, I swear, said said Alexander. It's not likely they let you start without. I am passing the farm. You may walk with me. Hmm. Can I come too? inquired Pigling Bland. I see no reason, young sir. Your paper's all right. Pigling Bland did not like going on alone. It was the beginning it was beginning to rain. But it is unwise to argue with the police. He gave his brother a peppermint and watched him walk out of sight. So Alexander, because he was crazy and didn't pay attention and didn't mind his mother, he lost his license to be walking around the, the, the town. 
and the policeman was taking him back to a nearby farm, but Pigling Bland couldn't go with them because he had his license. So now Pigling Bland is on his own walking through town, so he's a little nervous. Pigling Bland went alone. Oh, sorry. Sorry about that, guys. <laughs> to conclude, the adventures of Alexander, the policeman squandered up to a house about a tea time and followed by a damp little subdued pig behind him. I disposed of Alexander in the neighborhood. He did fairly well when he had settled down. Pigling Bland went on alone. Dejectedly, he came across roads and a signpost. The market town, five miles. Over the hills, four miles. To Pettitoat's farm, three miles. <sighs> Pigling Bland was shocked. There was little hope of sleeping in market town, and tomorrow was the hiring fair. It was deplorable to think how much time he had wasted with the frivolity of Alexander. So this one has a lot of big words in it, guys. So basically what happened is uh, Alexander was taken with the policeman back to the farm where he was supposed to be, and they were a little annoyed, his, his mother, because he's, she's like, you know, I made him all set to go and now he's being brought back already but pigling bland is on his way but a lot of time was wasted so he doesn't know where to go he's at a sign a fork in the road that says all the different ways he can go and he doesn't really know which way to go so here we go he glanced wistfully along the road toward the hills and then set off walking obediently the other way buttoning up his coat against the rain he had never wanted to go, and the idea of standing all by himself in a crowded market to be stared at, pushed, and hired by some strange farmer was very disagreeable. Oh, I wish I could have a little garden and grow potatoes, said Pigling Bland. He put his cold hand in his pocket and felt his papers. He put his other hand in his pocket and felt another paper. It was Alexander's. Pigling squealed, then ran back frantically hoping to overtake Alexander and the policeman. He took a wrong turn, several wrong turns, and was quite lost. It grew dark. The wind whistled. The trees creaked and groaned. Pigling Bland became frightened and cried, Wee, 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 I can't find my way home. Wee, wee, wee. <laughs> After an hours of wandering, he got out of the wood. The moon shone through the clouds, and Pigling Bland saw a country that was new to him. The road crossed a moor. Below was a wide valley with a river twinkling in the moonlight, and beyond, in misty distance, lay the hills. He saw a small wooden hut, made his way to it, and crept inside. I am afraid it is a hen house, but what could I do, said Pigling Bland, wet and cold and quite tired out. Bacon and eggs, bacon and eggs, clucked a hen on a perch. Uh-oh. Trap, 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 cackle, 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 scolded the disturbed cockerel. To market, to market, jiggity jig, clucked a brooding white hen roosting next to him. Pigling Bland, much alarmed, determined to leave at daybreak in the meantime. He and the hens fell asleep, so he made his way into a hen house, which is not where he wanted to be, but it was raining and cold at night, so he had to stay. In less than an hour, they were all awakened. The owner, Mr. Peter Thomas Piperson, came with a lantern and a hamper to catch six fowls to take them to market in the morning. He grabbed the white hen roosting next to the rooster, 
Then his eyes fell upon Pigling Bland, squeezed up in the corner. He made a singular remark. Hello, here's another one. Seized Pigling by the scruff of his neck and dropped him into the hamper. Then he dropped in five more dirty, kicking, cackling hens on top of Pigling Bland. The hamper contained six hens and a young pig was not lightweight at all, and it was taken downhill unsteadily with jerks. Pigling, although nearly scratched to pieces, contrived to hide with the papers and peppermints inside his clothes. At last, the hamper was bumped down upon a kitchen floor. The lid was opened, and Pigling fell out, or was lifted out. He looked up, blinking, and saw an offensively ugly elderly man grinning from ear to ear. This one's come of himself, whatever, said Mr. Piperson, turning Pigling's pockets inside out. He pushed the hamper into a corner, threw a sack over it to keep the hens quiet, and put a pot on the fire and unlaced his boots. Pigling Bland drew forward a copy stool and sat on the edge of it, shyly warming his hands. Mr. Piperson pulled a boot and threw it against the wainscoting on the wall at the other side of the kitchen. There was a smothered noise. Shut up, said Mr. Piperson. Pigling Bland warmed his hands and just stared at him. Oh boy. Mr. Piperson pulled off the other boot and flung it after the first. And there was that curious noise again. Be quiet, will ya? said Mr. Piperson. <laughs> Pigling Bland just sat on the edge of his stool. Mr. Piperson fetched a meal from a chest and made porridge. It seemed to Pigling that something at the further end of the kitchen was taking a suppressed interest in the cooking. But he was too hungry to be troubled by noises. Mr. Piperson poured out three platefuls for himself, for Pigling, and a third. After glaring at Pigling, he put away with much scuffling and locked up. Pigling Bland ate his supper discreetly. So something's going on. Pigling made his way in the basket from the hen house down to the farmhouse with the farmer. The farmer's kind of an irritated man, grumpy. But it seems like there's another person or another something in the house. But he can't figure out what it is. Pigling hasn't seen it yet. Hmm. After supper, Mr. Piperson consulted an almanac and felt Pigling's ribs. Oh, it was too late in the season for curing bacon, and he grudged his meals. Besides, the hens had seen the pig. Oh, he looked at the small remains of a flitch, which is a side of bacon, and then looked undecidedly at Pigling. Hmm. You may sleep on the rug, said Mr. Peter Thomas Piperson. So he's looking at Pigling and he's feeling him like this, saying, mm, does he have enough meat on him for me to make bacon? No, it's not the right time of year to make some bacon. Wait, the pig did yeah. that? No, the farmer's doing that to Pigling Bland. So trying to figure out what's going to do with this pig that he found. Hmm. Pigling Bland slept like a top. Okay. In the morning, Mr. Piperson made more porridge. The weather was warmer. He looked how much meal was left in the chest and seemed dissatisfied. Hmm. You'll likely be moving on again, said he to Pigling Bland. 
Before Pigling could reply, a neighbor who was giving Mr. Peterson and the hens a lift whistled from the gate. Mr. Piperson hurried out with the hamper, enjoying Pigling to shut the door behind him and not meddle with anything. Or I'll come back and skin you, said Mr. Piperson. So Mr. Piperson ran out to go see his neighbor and left Pigling in the house. It crossed Pigling's mind that if he had asked for a lift too, he might still have been in time to go to the market. But he didn't trust Peter Thomas. After finishing breakfast at his leisure, Pigling had a look around the cottage. Everything was locked up. He found some potato peelings in a bucket in the back of the kitchen. Pigling ate the peel and washed up the porridge plates in the bucket. And he sang while he worked. Tom, with his pipe, made such a noise. He called up all the girls and boys, and they all ran to hear him play over the hills and far away. Suddenly, a little smothered voice chimed in. Over the hills and a great way off, the wind shall blow, my top not off. <gasps> Pigling Bland put down a plate, which he was wiping, and listened. After a long pause, Pigling went on a tiptoe and peeped round the door into the front kitchen but there was nobody there. After another pause, Pigling approached the door of the locked cupboard and snuffed at the keyhole. <laughs> it was quite quiet. After another long pause, Pigling pushed a peppermint under the door and it was sucked in immediately. <gasps> in the course of the day, Pigling pushed in all six remaining peppermints. So something was locked up in the cupboard. Hmm. When Mr. Piperson returned, he found Pigling sitting before the fire. He had brushed up the hearth and put the pot to boil, and the meal was not get, was getting to the table. Mr. Piperson was very affable. He slapped Pigling on the back and made lots of porridge and forgot to lock the meal chest. He did lock the cupboard door, but without properly shutting it, and he went to bed and told Pigling upon no account to disturb him the next day before 12 o'clock. So when Mr. Piperson came back in, he was like kind of acting silly, and he, he said to Pigling, Ah, all right, I'll see you tomorrow, but don't touch anything, and don't wake me up before 12 o'clock. And he didn't properly lock the cupboard. Pig can open Let's it. see. Pigling Bland sat by the fire eating his supper. All at once, at his elbow, a little voice spoke. My name is Pigwig. Make me some more porridge, please. Pigling Bland jumped and looked around. A perfectly lovely little black Berkshire pig stood smiling beside him. She had twinkly little screwed up eyes, a double chin, and a short turned up nose. <laughs> she pointed at Pigling's plate. He hastily gave it to her and fled to the meal chest. How did you come here? asked Pigling Bland. Stolen, replied Pigwig with her mouth full of food. Pigling helped himself to meal without a scruffle. What for? said Pigling Bland. Bacon, hams, replied Pigwig cheerfully. Why on earth don't you run away? exclaimed the horrified Pigling. I shall, after supper, said Pigwig decidedly. Pigling Bland made more porridge and watched her shyly. She finished a second plate, got up, and looked about her as though she was going to start. Uh, you can't go in the dark, said Pigling Bland. 
Pigwig looked anxious. Do you know your way around by daylight? I know we can see this little white house from the hills across the river. Which way are you going, Mr. Pig? Well, I'm going to the market. I have two big pig papers. I might take you with me to the bridge if you have no objection, said Pigling, much more confused and sitting on the edge of his crappy stool. Whoa, 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 whoa. What? So they're trying to figure out how they can escape, how he can help her escape. Mm -hmm. And he's saying, well, you can't go now. It's too dark. You wait till the daylight. And she goes, she's, he's like, do you know where you're going? And she's like, not, she doesn't really know. So he goes, well, I can take you to this bridge. I have papers for two pigs on me. So if anybody asks, we have those licenses for two pigs. So that's what's going on. Okay. Whoa, whoa, whoa. What? Is, the, is it a pig or a different animal? It's pigs. They're two pigs. They're both pigs. Okay. But he had this girl pig locked up because Pigwig is her name. Because he wanted to eat her. He was feeding her in the cupboard because one day he wanted to cook her and eat her. So that's why Pigling Bland is helping her escape. Okay. He was obliged to shut his eyes and pretend to sleep. She became quiet, and there was smells of peppermint. Oh, I thought you had eaten them, said Pigling, wakened suddenly. Only the corners, replied Pigwig, studying them. I wish you wouldn't. He might smell them through the ceiling, said Pigling. Pigwig put back the sticky peppermints in her pocket. Sing something, she demanded. I'm sorry, said Pigling. I have a toothache. Then I will sing something, replied Pigwig. You will not mind if I say, sing, itty, ditty, ditty. I have forgotten some of the words. Pligling Bland made no objection. He sat with his eyes half shut and watched her. A funny old mother pig lived in a sty, and three little piggies had she. Tee, itty, ditty, umph, umph, and little pigs said, wee, wee. And she kept singing. To those three little piggies grew peaky and lean and lean, and they might be very well, for somehow they couldn't say oomph, 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 and they didn't and wouldn't say wee, wee, wee. Okay, it's a strange song. <laughs> so, early in the morning, between dark and daylight, Pigling tied up his little bundle and woke up Pigwig. She was excited and half frightened. But it's dark. How can we still go? The cocks have crowed. We must start before the hens come out to shout Mr. Piperson. Pigwig sat down again and commenced to cry. Come away, Pigwig. We can see when we get used to it. Come on. So she's afraid to go. It's still dark out. And he's saying we have to go now before everybody wakes up. We got to get out of here. Come, Pigwig. We must get to the bridge before the folks start walking around. Why do you want to go to market, Pigling? said Pigwig. The sun rose while they were crossing the moor, a dazzle of light over the tops of the hills. The sunshine crept down the slopes and the peaceful greens and valleys, where the little white cottages nestled in the gardens and orchards stood. You're sleepy? Yes. Yeah. All right, so... Basically, they've made their escape. They got out early, early in the morning before the cocks, roosters woke up and the hens woke up. They got out. They ran across the moor and the green valley, and they're going over to the bridge, and they're going into market. 
So we are going to stop here, guys, and take a break. If you want to take a break, too, go right ahead. The books later in the series get a bit long, and I'm sorry, but they're great stories. So we're going to come back and read the rest of Pigling Bland in a minute. Okay, guys, I'm back, and we are going to finish the last bit of the story, The Tale of Pigling Bland. If you remember, the two pigs escaped, Pigwig and Pigling, and they crossed over to the moor, and they're starting to head into market. That's Westmoreland, said Pigwig. She dropped Pigling's hand and commenced to dance, singing presently, I don't want, I want to grow potatoes. Have a peppermint, said Pigwig. Pigling Bland refused quite crossly. Does your poor tooth hurt, inquired Pigwig. Pigling Bland grunted. Pigwig ate the peppermint herself and followed the opposite side of the road. Pigwig, keep under the wall. There's a man plowing. Pigwig crossed over, then hurried down the hill toward the country boundary. Suddenly, Pigling stopped. He heard wheels. Slowly, jogging up the road below them, came a tradesman's cart. The reins flapped on the horse's back. The grocer was reading a newspaper. Take that peppermint out of your mouth, Pigwig. We may have to run. Don't say one word. Leave it to me. And in sight of the bridge, said poor Pigling, nearly crying. He began to walk frightfully lame, holding Pigwig's arm. The grocer, intent upon his newspaper, might have passed them if the horse had not sighed and snorted. He pulled the cart crossways and held down his whip. Oh, hello! Where are you going to? Pligling Bland stared at him vacantly. So they're trying to get into town, but they don't want to be too conspicuous. And Pigwig is sort of like Alexander, Pigling's brother. And she's like all over the place and she's singing and she wants to do this and do that. And she's eating peppermints. And Pigling is like, hello, we're trying to be sneaky here and you're not being very sneaky. So he's like, shush, here comes somebody in a cart. Let, leave it to me. So the grocer says, where are you going? And Pigling Bland stares at him vacantly. Are you deaf? Are you going to market? Pigling nodded slowly. Hmm, I thought as much. It was yesterday. Show me your license. Pigling Bland stared at the stared at the off hind shoe of the grocer's horse, which had picked up a stone. The grocer flicked his whip. Papers! Pig license! Pigling fumbled in his pockets and handed him all the papers. The grocer read them, but still seemed dissatisfied. <sighs> This here pig is a young lady. Is her name Alexander? Pigwig opened her mouth and shut it again. Pigling coughed asthmatically. <coughs> the grocer ran his finger down the advertisement column of his newspaper. Lost, stolen, or strayed. Hmm, a reward. He looked suspiciously at Pigwig, then stood up in the top of, of them and whistled for the plowman. Ah, you wait here while I drive on and speak to him, 
said the grocer, gathering up his reins. He knew that the pigs are slippery, but surely such a very lame pig could never run. So he's suspecting that something's off. The pigs don't have their licenses to be out, or the one license calls the pig Alexander a boy pig, but he can tell she's a girl pig. Everything seems fishy to this guy. So he's going to go talk to somebody else to see what's going on. He tells the pigs to wait there. <sighs> Not yet, Pigwig. He will look back. The grocer did so. He saw the two pigs stock still in the middle of the road. Then he looked over at his horses, and it was also standing still. The stone took some time to knock out after he got to the plowman. So now the trainman is out of sight. Now, Pigwig, now, said Pigling Bland. Never did any pigs run as fast as these pigs ran. They raced and squealed and pelted down the long white hill toward the bridge. Little fat Pigwig's petticoat fluttered and her feet went pitter-patter, pitter-patter, pitter-patter as she bounded and jumped. They ran and ran and they ran down the hill and across a shortcut on a level green turf at the bottom between the pebble beds and rushes. They came to the river. They came to the bridge. They crossed it hand in hand, then over the hills and far away. She danced with Pigling Bland. The end. So guys, we did it. We finished. Pigling Bland and Pigwig escaped safely, though there were a few close calls. Alexander's back at the farm with his mother, where she doesn't want him because he's a lot of work. And Pigling Bland and Pigwig have gone over the hills and far away, and maybe they'll get a little farmhouse together and grow potatoes like Pigling Bland wanted to. I hope you enjoyed the tale of Pigling Bland. We will be back next week with book number 16, and enjoy your fall, guys. Have a great day or night. Bye. Thanks for listening to this episode of Sleepyhead Stories. And if you're new here, welcome. We release a new episode each week, so be sure to stay tuned. If you'd like to hear more from us, please go on our website, sleepyheadstoriespodcast.com. We have photos on there, merchandise. There are links to our Instagram and Facebook pages. You can even send us a message. And speaking of messages, they're our favorite thing about doing this podcast is to hear from you guys. You can even find a link in the show notes and you can send us a voice message that we can publish on a future episode of Sleepyhead Stories. Guys, thank you so much from the bottom of our hearts. We love doing Sleepyhead Stories and we love sharing books with all of you. Have a great day or a great night and we will talk to you in the next episode. Bye.